Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth. Welcome to season seven. I know some of you were expecting a live episode. I have just completed Ruthless in the Rockies, the very first retreat that I have ever hosted, and I'm run down. <laughs> and everyone who attended uh, came from out of state, including my co-hosts, and I am under the weather. And so I will always show up. But for those who have known me much of my life, I have this bizarre thing where when I am not feeling well, getting ready can make me go from bad to worse really, really quickly. So I started to try to get camera ready and it was not fun. So I am still here giving you an episode of season seven. It is Mental Illness Awareness Week. This is an extremely important topic every day of the year. It's extremely important to me always. And after the retreat that I just had, after some things I've been going through with clients, with friends, with family, there's never a time where this isn't relevant in my world. And so I want to take some time to first thank everyone who shared this retreat with me, who trusts me with their journey, whether it's mental illness, whether it's grief, whether it's health or relationships or whatever you're going through in your life trusting someone and letting them in is a really big piece and being there for someone else's journey is so important it's such a big piece of what i do uh my co-hosts this week said much much more than once uh they told my clients how protective i am of them and it's true. Uh, my clients asked me once if ruthless came from the fact that I ruthlessly defend them, that I ruthlessly advocate for them. And I am adding that to my website, to the taglines, to all of the things, because I've always done that. And I will absolutely always do that. It's not where it came from, but it's part of who I am and who I've always been. I always say, mess with me, don't mess with people I care about. And when we are going through things, when we are turning to people, when we are dealing with anything, people can only help us with as honest as we are, with as much as they know, right? Our secrets keep us sick. But it's not only us individually, right? When there are other people around us, our secrets, our grief, our mental illness, our bad moods, our health, right? Like I just caught germs from whether it was the people around me or the germs that they were around on the airplane, right? Things are contagious. Energy is contagious. All of these things can impact not only us, right? And so when I'm working with people, 
I can only help you if you trust me and share everything, right? And it's difficult to trust strangers, right? It It's a process. It takes time. And that can be so scary. I've heard so many stories over 25 years of working in this field. And that's why I do what I do, right? I've heard story after story of people in my field who have made mistakes, who have let people down, who have done things in ways that were wrong, who have who have done things that were damaging, that were dangerous. I have someone who was released from a hospital under, you know, while she was still on medication and not clear headed and wasn't even sent home with another person, was sent on her own to get home by herself, right? Like, how can you feel safe reaching out to another professional and trusting another professional when these professionals let you go all alone? It's scary. People tell me I go above and beyond. People tell me what I do is so incredible and I didn't understand for so, so long and this show isn't about me, but it finally clicked this weekend over this retreat if you're listening live and if you're listening to a replay, there will be more. There will always be around May and September, but I work with the whole person, right? And to me, that involves so, so much. That's why I brought in co-hosts to do things that are not my area of expertise. That's why I include your siblings or your spouses or your parents or your teachers or your bosses or your colleagues. Our issues impact more than us. They impact everyone around us. And if we are in a household, if we're in a family, right, it affects those people. So if I'm working with you, then I'm going to end up working with your family. Someone said, I met Sam and she embraced my son. Well, your son is a part of you, right? I met Sam and she reached out to my teachers. Well, you're, you're going to school. That's a part of your world. These things should be all encompassing. And I'm sorry, I'm exhausted. And my head is clogged with congestion. And for those of you who know me, I always say that Jim talks to me through technology. He messes with my Wi-Fi and my computer screen here is blinking on and off. So he's saying hello to me, to you. Uh, I don't know if I'm having tech problems, if you are having issues hearing any of this. And if so, I apologize and will re-record. But there are people who don't tell the truth or tell me the whole story right. It's scary. There are things that we might feel silly about. There are things that we might think are embarrassing or things in our past that we're ashamed of. And I am not here to judge your doctors, your counselors, your coaches, the people who you truly connect with, right? There are people in any field that are good and bad, better fits, right? We need to find the people who we connect with, who we align with, that we are the best match with. And those people, when you find them, aren't judging, aren't critiquing, right? They will not 
meet you with that shame or embarrassment that you're fearing sharing those stories. But when I work with somebody who isn't giving me the whole story, I can't help. I can't get to the real truth. We can't get the whole picture. We can't get to the bottom of anything. You can't help yourself. You can't do the work if you're not being honest with yourself, if you're not being honest with the people you're working with. And that doesn't only affect you. It affects everyone you care about. You might not see it. You might not recognize it in that moment. And as it is Mental Illness Awareness Week, whether you're dealing with depression, whether you're dealing with anxiety, whether you're dealing with bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, whatever it is that you're going through when you find the person who feels right, right? We don't, we think that we have to look for the best resume, the most credentials. And I absolutely believe that it's extremely important to find someone who is experienced with what you're looking for, right? I work with many, many other people who have lost their spouses, who have lost people. I deal with grief. I'm an expert in grief. I have been in this field long before I lost Jim. When I lost Jim, that gave me much more life experience. And I've taken on much more work with widows because I now have a newfound expertise, a newfound life understanding, right? But I've also had years of professional experience, years of school. I think it's important to connect with someone who understands what we're looking for. If you are dealing with marital issues and you are working with someone who doesn't work with couples, you're working with someone who doesn't deal with families, that might not be the best fit. If you are looking if you are dealing with nutritional issues health issues and you are you end up with somebody who is a marital counselor right we certainly want someone who has experience in the area that we're looking for but we also absolutely need someone that feels right for 40 plus years of my life, I argued away my instincts, my intuition, my gut feelings. And when I lost Jim, I listened to them because I was really, really called to go to the mountains where we got married for our anniversary and everyone close to me was worried about me going. They didn't want me to go, not because they don't care, because they do care, because they were concerned about me making the long drive alone and getting emotional and being by myself and perhaps feeling worse, right? What if it was a mistake? I went anyway, and it was one of the most important weeks in my healing journey. And because of that, I realized all of those other times that I had a strong feeling, a strong instinct to do something and the people who cared and the world and the noise around me said, no, what if I had listened? What if I had trusted me so that doing it anyway proved to me that I do know me better than the people who mean well, the people who love me and think they know. 
our instincts, our intuition, our spirit, our higher power, our signs from the universe, my signs from Jim, they're never wrong. But about 99.9% of the time, the rest of the world thinks it's ridiculous. I can give you so many examples of the biggest, powerful, most amazing decisions I've made that other people thought were not just ridiculous, crazy, nuts, impulsive. And I would not be here. Grief Hab, by the way, would not be here. The Be Ruthless show would not be here. So if you meet someone who just feels like someone you should have in your life, if you meet someone who feels like you shouldn't have them in your life, these are things I don't want you to ignore. And what does this have to do with mental illness? Maybe there are people who feel negative or toxic in your life. Part of ruthless, part of what being ruthless means to me is living life my way, living life on my terms. It also included letting go of any and all toxic things in my life. And that wasn't just chemicals. It wasn't just TV shows. It also included people. And how do you figure that out, right? How do you determine who's positive, who's negative, who's good? I've ha I've had this person in my life. We've been friends since kindergarten. I've known this person forever, but every time I'm with them, they suck the energy right out of me. I feel completely drained, right? How do we evaluate these things? Over the retreat this weekend, I talked about those things. Does it increase comfort? Does it increase peace? Does it increase pain, right? When we are dealing with things like grief, mental illness, when we're looking at things like are people toxic, I break it down and I make it really, really simple. If it increases comfort, it's a yes. If it decreases pain, it's a yes. If it increases stress, if it increases anxiety, if it makes you feel like, ah, look at, you see the phone and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to answer that call. You can reevaluate that. Maybe it's a not now. Maybe it's a no more. Maybe it's a never again, right? We get to choose. There are things in our life that we feel like we're obligated to do because it's family, because we've been friends forever, because I have to pay the bills. I've had this job and it's really, really scary to leave it and do what fills my soul, what feels amazing, but I don't know if it will be a career. I don't know if it will bring me income. I didn't know if grief hab would do that and look at it now, right? It, it gives me a passion. My co-host said, when they see me talk about my work, when they see me talk about changing the way the world views grief and mental illness, I get a fire. Like I get so passionate. It's something that there's no other way to describe, right? That we can't make that up. We can't punch in and punch out and get that same feeling. That's our calling. That's our purpose. That's our, that's our 
That's where we are drawn. That's intuition. That's something we can't make up. What does this have to do with mental illness awareness week? What does this have to do with grief? What does this have to do with anything, right? Toxic things, toxic people, energy. It can change everything. You can be in the best mood and someone else can enter a room and it can change the entire dynamic. Someone can leave a room and it can change the entire dynamic. And we are all worth it. We all deserve it. There are people who think that because of the mistakes they've made, because of the things that they've been through in life, that they deserve to suffer. Maybe they deserve the mental illness. Maybe they even deserve the losses in their life. I'll tell you what, no one deserves to suffer. No one deserves life to be harder than it already is. And we have people available. And for those of you listening who have had a horrible experience with some mental health agency where you've tried to get help and they haven't called you back, or you've had someone who, you know, put you down the wrong path, or you were in a hospital and they sent you on your way with no follow-up, right? All of these things that I hear seven, eight, nine, ten, ten times a day. I, I don't have just one example. I don't have just one example a day. I have five, six, seven examples every single day. And hearing my clients tell these stories over and over and over again over the weekend just reminded me that it's not my imagination. The, this is everywhere, in every single city, in every single state, mental health care is lacking. I am different. I do work differently. And I'm not the only one, but we are the minority. And I'm doing my best to change things. And I will, and I am. And there are some of us and we need more. And if you're one, please reach out. I'd love to work together because there's power in numbers. But if you have been through it and you feel like there's no one else who will do it differently, I promise you there's me and I will help you find someone like me if I'm not the one for you. And maybe I am. But if I'm not, there is someone and I will help you find them. I, I will not rest until you find the person you need to be working with. And I know there are Plenty of cities and states out there. I have a lot of work ahead of me, but it is my mission. It is my purpose. And I know there are hundreds of thousands of millions of people who have had horrible experiences and it breaks my heart for each and every one of you. Please know that there are people like me doing our best to let you know that you were wronged that it was not your fault and that you're not alone and that mental illness is not a black mark. It's not a bad thing. The world sees it as a negative, just like the world sees the word ruthless as a negative. And I see 
negative things as our biggest superpowers. And I want every single person to see your perceived negatives as your biggest superpower. And it is the world that has it backwards. So what is Mental Illness Awareness Week? To me, it is an opportunity to help just one person see what you think is your weakness as your gift. It is an opportunity to help just one person know that you're not alone. It's an opportunity to let someone out there know that if you are working with someone and you're hiding something because you think you can't share it, because you think they'll judge you, because you think that they will treat you differently, that your secrets keep you sick. And if you don't share with that person or with someone that your struggles will last longer and they will be more painful and that that will not only affect you, it will affect everyone around you. And I don't want that crash to be brutal. I'm trying to help people before that crash comes. And it's not fun. Feeling the feelings isn't always easy. It's not fun. But the the, the growth and the empowerment that you feel when you do the work and the connection that you make with others and the community that you find is so, so worth it. And you are worth it. So to everyone listening, please share that with this with someone because we all have people in our worlds that are struggling silently. And the world makes mental illness that black mark. And there are people walking around feeling like they have to suffer silently. And together we can let them know that they can share with us and that they can come to us to find their people and that we will connect them. And maybe, maybe everyone who is keeping their secrets and, and allowing their secrets to keep them sick. It doesn't have to be with me, but maybe there is someone that you can start to share that with. Because again, it's not just you who you're keeping sick. It's your families. It's your friends. It's your coworkers. It's anyone you encounter. There was some toxic energy around us this weekend and when it shifted, the growth, the, the beauty, the difference was palpable for everyone. I thought at first that it, you know, maybe it was just me and maybe it was just the co-hosts because that's our work, right? But even the people there could see it. They could feel it. They could sense it. It was everywhere. So anyone, whether it's addiction, whether it's suicide, whatever stigma, whether it's a disability, there are so many things in this world that have negative perceptions to others. And if we allow those perceptions to make us stay silent, then we also stay sick with those secrets and with those silences. So you do not have to share with anyone that you don't feel safe with, with anyone that you don't feel that alignment, that connection with, 
But when you find someone that you do, when you find someone that you trust, when you find that place, if you can start to share, it's not all in one day, it's not all in one week, but over time, as you let it out, that's how you heal. And if you keep little secrets buried, the healing doesn't happen. And the people who you're working with, they know. They know that there's more secrets. They know there's things you're keeping hidden and they will dig. They will look. That's my job, right? To ask questions. I observe behavior. I can see between those lines. I can see in the cracks and it's my job to care. It's my job to challenge. And I've said it before, my clients don't love me all day, every day, right? Sometimes they leave a little bit upset because I want them to feel those feelings. I want them to be honest with themselves and keep those, you know, I want them to not be silent. I want the truths to come out. If we keep our secrets, we stay sick with whatever sickness that is. So for Mental Illness Awareness Week, what can you do? You can let someone know that it's Mental Illness Awareness Week. You can share a post. You can share this episode. You can ask someone if they know anyone who's dealing with mental illness. You can share about your own mental illness. Those are big and bold, right? You can simply say, did you know that it is Mental Illness Awareness Week? Did you know there is a Mental Illness Awareness Week? If you're going a little bit deeper, I have anxiety. I've lived with anxiety my entire life. I've lived with post-traumatic stress disorder for half of my life. I'm Samantha Ruth, and I am willing to share that with anyone. And if you would like to know more, please ask me questions because there are many people who don't know what anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder are, and all they know is what they see in the movies. So if you have a mental illness and you would like to share that with someone, you don't have to do it on a podcast, but you can start a conversation. You can ask a question. The only way this world will change and have these conversations is if we start talking and asking questions and listening. So thank you so, so very much. If you have ideas that I haven't mentioned, please share them anytime. Sam at SamanthaRuth.com. I am so, so grateful for each and every one of you for being a part of this community, for being a part of my world. And I look forward to getting to know all of you that I don't and to the next Ruthless in the Rockies, which will be in Fort Collins, Colorado. It was unbelievable. If you're already interested and want to know, you can reach out to get on the wait list. And until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.